0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Rebel News Daily Roundup. I bet you were expecting David Menzies, but newsflash, I'm not David Menzies. I'm Sheila gunn Reid, filling in for David Menzies. And my co-host today is my friend and colleague, Drea Humphrey, whom I had the pleasure of seeing just last week in Whistler at a screening of Church Under Fire. Drea, how's it going?
1: Yeah, it's going really good. And it was great to see you in person. I think sometimes in BC, I don't get to uh, catch up with the co workers as much. So that was great. And hopefully everybody's ready for a really juicy show today.
0: Yeah, it, it's a, a real packed pierogi, as David Menzies might say. Um, <laughs> so we'll get right to it. Um, I'm going to see uh, how much we can get to today, since I don't have David slowing me down with pop culture and <laughs> Anecdotes will just <laughs> breeze right through it. So, this is Rebel News Daily Roundup. It's normally hosted, as I said, by my friend, whom I poke fun at, but it's always in good nature, uh, my friend David Menzies. And uh, it's where we talk about the news of the day completely unscripted. Um, so, we'll show some video clips, you'll get some reaction from us, and hopefully, we'll get some reaction from you because we are streaming on YouTube. So, there is often a vigorous uh, chat thread happening there in the live chat. But if you'd like to support the work that we do, completely willingly, out of the goodness of your own heart, instead of the mandate of this state, might I consider moving over to a platform where we are monetized because YouTube demonetized us for being just a little bit too uh, truthful <laughs> during the times of COVID. Um So uh, we are monetized over on rumble and on odyssey on rumble. You can leave us something called a rumble rant on odyssey. It's called a hyper chat and that gives you your say. It takes the show in your own direction. Um, I like to leave the chats until the end of the show, but I know Drea has a, uh, a different recipe for how she likes to bake the cake of the daily roundup. (laughs) She likes to read them as they come in. So we'll let her do that because she's been kind enough to co-host with me today. And uh, if your comment is over $5 US, usually that's when we read it on air, but don't let that stop you because, for example, yesterday I was hosting with David. We read some $1 chats. We read some free chats. So um, there's always an incentive to get involved in the show. So I think that's it. Drea, I'll let you start with this really, really incredible thing that happened yesterday <laughs> in a press conference with Pierre um, Just I've I watched this like 20 times. It's just so Perfect.
1: I did, too. And I was grinning ear to ear. David and I had some fun, uh, you know, just talking about how the mainstream media has totally been slamming uh, Pierre or trying to with the smear campaign that they all had almost the same title uh, going <laughs> around, saying that uh, he is basically peddling mainstream Uh, in other words, what most people think, but mainstream conspiracy theories regarding the WEF. So he just uh, takes a journalist to town here. Let's watch the video.
2: Hello, Mr. Paliyev. A number of your
3: own comments and actions have been um, characterized as dog whistling to the far right. By who? By a number of by different, but I think it's been by characterized who? by that way, but are you trying to court the far right clarify. Sorry, vote. I just need to clarify, by who? By a number <laughs> of different experts and a Ex- number of who different are the people who, who work, who, who who are the work in this. Okay, well I think All it's right. been established that right. this, is, this is a, a concern. I, I, are not, you trying to court the far right vote? I, I, sorry, I, who are these experts? You say that there are experts who are saying this, who are they? My question is: Are you trying to court the Sorry, I'm I, 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 sorry. Your question uh, seems to be based on a false premise. You can't even uh, tell me who these experts are. It sounds like it's just a CBC smear job. Thank you. But it, But what about the question about whether the, that's the answer? Is the that I'm, I have a common sense agenda to axe the carbon tax, bring home powerful paychecks, clear the way to build affordable homes to put those uh, put people uh, in housing that they. They can afford that is a common sense mainstream Canadian agenda, and I know that Justin Trudeau's supporters are so desperate to distract from that because his political pe- career is falling apart. So we're seeing uh, we're seeing an attempt here to distract and protect Justin Trudeau uh, from his extremely unpopular carbon taxes and other failing policies. But we won't let him or his um, or, or others distract from that reality. So thank you.
0: So you're not going to answer question. that question. that was beautiful and you know what the funny thing is you can literally find an expert to say anything but they even they they couldn't find an expert to say that what you're saying is dog whistling to the far right dog (laughs) like what that a bunch of billionaires at the world economic forum are trying to control the world. The billionaires at the world economic forum will tell you that they wrote a book yeah. about it called the great reset. Um, and it's not, it's not a conspiracy theory, but it's, it, you can get an expert to say that climate change mm-hmm. is making kids fat. I've literally yep. seen that or that climate change is the reason for everybody just having all these cardiac events two years after an untested vaccine was sort of plunked into the market. And uh, anyways, I probably just got we're, us we're on dangerous YouTube by water saying now. that. <laughs> I'm treading water with sharks when I say stuff like that. Yeah. But like you can get an expert to say that, no, 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 that's climate change causing all the heart attacks. And it's climate change making kids that's fat. Clear. And it's climate change making kids depressed and not the standard American diet, wreaking havoc on their hormones yeah. and, and their psyche. You can get an expert to say literally anything if you dangle enough dough in front of them and even they couldn't find an expert to say what they were accusing Pierre Pauli of, of doing. And you know, like if she should have just said, it's me, I'm the expert. I see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that's, I'm- we all know that we all know that. Right.
1: I love what Menzies said about it when we laughed about the same thing. He said, you know, it was probably some janitor and said whispering something in passing. But yeah, they're not even putting the experts. And what's really sad and concerning here is that this journalist is just parroting this horrible, uh, you know, rhetoric that's been going on through the propaganda. And she doesn't even know who the experts are as well. And like when you're going to go up against Well, it shouldn't be going up against, it should just be asking a question, but it seems as though it's going up against uh, someone like Pierre Polyev, who we've seen many times, uh, you know, destroy Prime Minister Trudeau over and over. You better know what you're talking about and what you're referring to. And in the article, it wasn't just that they just claimed experts. And you're right. Absolutely. You can find an expert to say anything uh, without backing that up. They also said that he is uh, spreading debunked conspiracy theories without providing any evidence of what exactly they mean. How was it debunked? And so it's just such poor journalism all around. And I think at this point, not only do they have the uh, stake in the game uh, for, you know, just trying to be heard, trying to survive, they have an issue with Pierre Polyev because he gets the biggest cheers when he says he's going to defund them. So they are desperate. It looks like it's so desperate oh, yeah. that they're not
0: even practicing
1: journalism at this point to uh, smear him.
0: You know, I was at the Democracy Fund student journalism conference over the weekend. Some of the brightest young minds in up and coming independent journalism were there. And we had Rodney Palmer speak and great. he yeah. he's great a uh, former journalist worked inside the belly of the beast at CBC and he spoke at the National Citizens Inquiry the NCI about just the absolute gall of the mainstream media to pretend mm-hmm. they're unbiased on on many many things and look i don't believe that anybody is unbiased we all have a specific lens through which we look at the world I don't want to force you to pay for it using the hammer of the state. If you like what I have to say, throw a, little, a few bucks the rebel's way. If you don't, great, that's okay. A lot of my content is free. But I think that free citizens should not be forced to pay for propaganda as they are with the CBC. And mm-hmm. I also think that for CBC to prevent present themselves as unbiased is just so dishonest. Um, and it's an insult to the, their readers and viewers, the few that are left. I always lead with my chin. If I'm talking about pro-life issues, pro-family issues, I tell you exactly where I'm coming from exactly. so that, you know, you know, the lens through which I'm talking about these issues. I don't mm-hmm. hide that I'm a conservative. I wear it on my sleeve and sometimes on my t-shirt. Um, and Ronnie. I learned a lot from him and I like to think that I might be a bit of a veteran journalist at this point. Um, And I learned a lot from Ronnie when he said, when they say, when they make a claim in a story, stop and ask yourself, says who? And I was like, yes, what a great tip to keep in your mind when you're reading these experts say, okay, well, Mm -hmm. who's the expert? Now, let's mm-hmm. t- now, let's drill down on that expert. The expert says, and then they quote the Anti-Hate Network, and you're like, oh, so the Anti-Hate Network says that Pierre Polyev is dog-whistling to the left. Who funds the Anti-Hate Network? Oh, Justin Trudeau? Oh, okay, so that's the circle that just, we yeah. just closed the loop on that circle there. So Justin Trudeau funds, uh, you know, an organization to run smear jobs on his, um you know, on his... Political enemies and Canadian taxpayers have to pay for it. Now I'm just making up uh, a mm-hmm. situation here where they might have found an expert. They didn't even go that far in yeah. these articles. They they didn't it's even get so that lazy. far. They could have got they could have got someone to say it. They just didn't even bother to try. And it wasn't just CBC, it
1: was CTV, it was global, it was all of them doing the same thing. And that question is so good, says who, but it doesn't just apply to news anymore. We are losing questioning in general. We see it in schools, critical thinking is gone. Um, You know, people need to question who's behind this and whatnot. And what you mentioned about everybody having a bias, what I love about being a journalist for Rebel News is we tell people straight up we bring you the other side of the story (laughs) that the mainstream media is ignoring, right? So we are basically filling in the gaps for the people we tell you right away, but we still practice good journalism when doing so. When we show you the other side of the story, We also show you the side that's going around. We make sure you're aware of it. So, number one, you know what we're talking about, which is what's not happening here. People don't know exactly what they're talking about. If they did show the other side here, they would show krauss Schwab saying, uh, you know, how he's penetrated, such a gross way to say it, our own, right? And how, you know, happy he is of our prime minister uh, and to have some, you know, billionaire or whatever how much money i think he's just an entrepreneur i say that about your prime minister and your federal cabinet that's evidence enough this is not a conspiracy theory
0: yeah um these that's the thing like like it just <laughs> They're just, this is a thing that normal people talk about. It's hanging out there right in the public view if you wanted to see it. Just because you want people to shut up about it by calling them conspiracy theorists doesn't mean that they are. They're not mm-hmm. alt-right lunatics when you, all you have to do is listen to these people. And that's why Pierre Polyev is probably going to be a very successful conservative leader and Jason Kenney is a failed one because if you were critical <laughs> of... um Things that he said. Well, then he just labels you, uh, alt right media, whatever that is. Is he? By the way, is he accusing us? This Jewish owned yeah. and operated, um, and you like we're. I think, I think so. we're a we're a very diverse newsroom. Um, they tell me the right is misogynist, but I women run the newsroom over at Rebel News between myself and Tamara, um, <laughs> Efron Monsanto very ethnic sounding <laughs> name he's our head of video and then we've got atan he's jewish ezra he's our ops manager ezra's jewish he owns the place um mm-hmm. i think we're pretty diverse newsroom oh wait, you forgot our, our muslim I...
1: co i mean we could go on, and on
0: oh yeah and we could so... go on and on and you know we're not all christian we're not even all the same denomination we've got catholics we've got evangelicals we've got protestants it doesn't it doesn't matter oh yeah, we got atheist. our atheists too. Atheists too, who just believe in being left alone. Alex Dollywall, our news writer to Calgary, he's a nice Muslim guy. He's got a really nice little Muslim wife. I mean, like <laughs> we we <laughs> all just get. I, like, we all just get along because we all believe We want in to be freedom. left alone. That's all we freedom want. In, like... Freedom and being left alone. And yeah. uh, I think other newsrooms would dream of being as diverse as we are. I think Ezra Levant, if he ran like a independent news on the left side of the spectrum, he would be given oh. all sorts of awards for his feminism. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, well, he we, already, we covered how <laughs> the
1: CBC at the top, it was all rich white men, right? So yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and then Catherine Tate, the American (laughs) who commutes across the border (laughs) to run the network that's necessary for Canadian content. But yeah, if Ezra were on the left, he would be getting awards for his feminism, for his uplifting of female journalists and his staunch defense of us being allowed to do our jobs in the workplace without threat of violence, which is something we experience all the time. Yeah, um, but he's but he's not. So we're not. But apparently, according to Jason Kenney, Alberta's failed premier who couldn't even finish out one term, uh, we are. I think he's referring to us because we were his loudest, staunchest critics. Alt right media, and it was alt right media that led to his downfall. Let's play this because you should never have opened your mouth, Jason Kenney. You should have just faded into obscurity, doing whatever you're doing right. now. Exactly. And I,
4: I, I think. I, I've been credited through twenty five years in elected life, thirty years in in uh, public life uh, for being a pretty good communicator, fairly persuasive, but I found it almost impossible to persuade or even speak to some segments of the population in COVID. Mm-hmm. You know there were, and I'll, I'm, I know this is a nonpartisan series, but i'll I'll break this down in, in into more political terms, which is to say there are large segments of the population that have broadly come to distrust. Uh, mainstream legacy media outlets. And I think mainstream legacy media are partly have some uh, responsibility for this.
0: Okay. He's right. Uh, sure.
4: And, and so what's sure. happened is you've had the rise of all alternative media, both on the left and the right. Um, and, and often their business model is the monetization of anger. So I found during COVID that uh, if I stood up at a news conference and said, uh, folks, we're going to have to bring in some really difficult and painful restrictions because we're running out of hospital beds. And uh, we need to make sure that uh, if you get into a car accident or a loved one has a heart attack, that there's a bed for them. So we're going to have to slow a viral spread um, in order to preserve emergency, you know, critical healthcare capacity. The so if I went out and said that, a lot of people would hear it. They may not like it, but they would understand at least what the motive was, and it was necessary. We might quibble about the policy, might quibble about the healthcare system, but they would understand what we were trying to do and why. But I found in COVID, there was a whole segment of the population that had opted out of mainstream institutional legacy media, who were only, in one case, listening to uh, alt-right media. And who just kept seeing stories about nurses doing TikTok dances in yeah, empty hospitals, were. and yeah, that COVID was fake or massively exaggerated. It and was so those <laughs> folks never heard what I had to say, no, and, heard. and, and we so they thought listen. that that these restrictions were done completely arbitrarily. They or were for malicious reasons. They were so uh, you know <laughs> that's an extreme example, mm-hmm. but it's one that certainly worries me.
0: Wow. Oh. Okay, it was not me that made him lie about vaccine passports to claim he didn't know what they were and we would never have them and they would violate your privacy and your freedom. (laughs) It wasn't me that made him lie about that. He lied and the people could not abide it. It wasn't me that made his government go around arresting pastors in the street like they're El Chapo. He did that. All we did was report on it. It wasn't me that made him go to the top of scandal-plagued Sky Palace and have a drunken whiskey party with senior oh, yeah. cabinet ministers. Oh, I, I, forgot. I didn't do, I didn't do that. He did it. All we did was report on it. While the protesters underneath Sky Palace were facing arrest for gathering. At the hands of the sheriffs and the EPS, he was up on Sky Palace overlooking them with senior cabinet ministers, including Tyler Shandro, who lost his seat because, I think, in part because of this photo. Um, even though Daniel Smith tried valiantly, valiantly to save him by giving him a very uh, red meat portfolio for Alberta conservatives, take the gun file. They, she tried to save him. Yeah. She couldn't even do it because <laughs> there's too much stigma attached. Um We didn't do that. All we did was report in it. The public thought he was a liar on both the left and the right. And instead of having time to do some introspection, he can't even figure out why we elected a freedom-minded conservative woman who had been out of politics and who had, in fact, betrayed us once. We were willing to forgive that (laughs) over what Jason Kenney did. The first thing she did was apologize for everything Jason Kenney had done to us. She had played no part in that, but she knew that that was a thing that we needed to hear to heal us. We forgave a betrayal that led to the NDP from her because she was not Jason Kenney. What does that say about Jason Kenney?
1: You know, you worded it all so perfectly. He is the sorest loser I think I've ever seen. I don't know what cave he's been living in. It's like he's been, I don't know, disheveled, growing a beard, and then just thought, ah, I will just I have the strength to attack them now and clean himself up. But uh, there was a couple of things that he said there that stood out to me. He kind of caught himself when he said that he wasn't able to persuade, and then he backpedaled there. I thought that was really interesting. It's like, should you be persuaded?
0: We were too stupid. He's like, oh, I was a great communicator over 30 years, but these rubes were too stupid to be convinced by my sweet, honey, sweet words. We're just
1: we just saw dumb. through the lies we saw through the lies and then he's like I know this is nonpartisan but like he's just been waiting to say all this and he makes it totally nonpartisan but what really stands out to me the most here is another uh, you know applaud for independent media he even said basically alternative media on the left and the right is a problem because you're right they are more free to go at him and government and they're less chained. And you see that in his talk, he pointed out the lies that he did over and over. And I don't know how, but I actually forgot about that rooftop uh, dining (laughs) dinner. you know, while he's throwing pastors in there and throwing more pastors behind bars than any other place. I cannot believe how narcissistic it is for him to have sat there and just been like, it's all them, it's not me. Wow. Yeah.
0: And he spent his entire career leading up to being the premier of Alberta advocating for civil liberties in other countries. But once it became his responsibility to protect civil liberties from the tyranny of the state. I mean, China uses public health all the time to infringe on the civil liberties of its citizens. They did it in Hong Kong. Right when they took right. over Hong Kong and cracked down on the protests there, they said it was, you know, for public safety that we have to stomp all over the rights of, of free people. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure even to this day, Jason Kenney himself cannot travel to China because of his advocacy for a religious and ethnic minorities there. Mm. Wow! But it's what real easy. It's real so what do you easy think, to complain I mean, about those issues from afar. It's real easy to point the finger from the safety of Canada. But it's when you're it's it's easy to be an advocate for civil liberties during the good times.
1: Yeah. When there's when, no persecution, but to flip from, you know, it's the reversal of Saul to Paul, it's like a flip to, to yeah. go from the defender to the persecutor. I mean, I don't know what that is. Is that it, was it just not genuine? Was that just the card you wanted yeah. to play at the time or did something really happen to shift you
0: and make you go down such a dark, evil path? I think that he believes these things in theory, but in practice, he just couldn't pull it off. He couldn't do the hard things. And it's, mm. it, A lot of people can't do the hard things. And we saw this with the Christian churches during COVID, right? Mm -hmm. How many pastors um, knew that it was the right thing to be obedient to God above the state? But Mm -hmm. when the rubber met the road, when they were truly tested, they failed the test. And, you know, Ezra asked one time at one of the church under fire screenings, he said, how many of them actually, actually truly believed the things they were saying from the pulpit? I don't know. Cowardice. I mean, people, people are, yeah. people fail, you know, that's why the there are great men in history that stand out and you remember them yeah. because they are so few and far between. And as it turns out, Jason Kenney was not one of those great men in history. I just want to add one more thing to that. Cause I did sure. tell certain
1: pastors that I knew and was like, what the heck, why aren't you speaking out? And the other factor there is they cower to their board. Uh, they're board yeah. members. So uh, it's supposed to be the pastor. That's the shepherd leading the flock. But in reality, it's more of a structured system for some and it's the elders and the board members and they, they have to yeah. all agree, uh,
0: which is a whole nother issue in itself. Yep. Hopefully they've uh, they'll come around to the yep. righteous way of thinking next time around. I'm a Catholic, so we're firm believers in shame. <laughs> shame sends people <laughs> right. Sometimes, uh, so sometimes I I call out the local parish priest by name at some of the church under fire screenings. Maybe it'll get back to him. I know what you did. That's so funny. That's <laughs> um, so funny. Yeah, that's the reason the Lord gave us shame. It's a bad feeling. <laughs> it, it, you don't like it. Maybe next time you'll learn something. Yeah. We should get hit an ad break, and then we'll go on to uh, green energy. And uh, how it doesn't work and it's bad. And uh, if we move towards it, we're all going to die. Which is what I believe. (laughs) 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 Have you seen our new documentary, Church Under Fire Canada's War on Christianity yet? Well, if you haven't, you have not missed your chance. The documentary details the trials and persecutions of the pastors and congregations who stood up to the lockdowns when COVID restrictions came to their churches. We have taken the documentary across the country to bring it to the people who lived the stories we tell inside of it we're not done yet we've just added new showings in alberta to get details and show times please go to churchunderfiremovie.com but i'll give you a few right now we've got a showing in lethbridge on august 23rd one in red deer on august 24th edmonton august 25th mirror alberta that's drive-in movie august 26th and westlock alberta august 27th if you are someone or you know someone interested in hosting a rebel screening of Church Under Fire, you can contact us. The information is at that same website, churchunderfiremovie.com. All right, churchunderfiremovie.com and a great uh, exclusive uh merch for the movie um it's really nice like it's really nice um you can find that at uh, rebelnewsstore.com you can use the coupon code sheila10 or drea10 to get 10 percent off your order and it's free global shipping so i already got lots of compliments on my
1: galatians tea so check that one out but also check out the movie it is great uh i cried i think i cried five times in it so but just seeing it all packaged together so beautifully. Well done, Sheila and Kian. Very good job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kian did a really great job. I was just sort of the person doing the blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, Kian yeah. really turned it into a cinematic masterpiece, but the merch is gorgeous. It's, I think, I don't, I, I don't. I know it's my movie, but it's some of the nicest (laughs) merch we've ever done. And uh, the hoodies come in new colors. Oh, that's a new one. I don't have that one. I know. Yeah, that's exciting. Do we have purple? We We have have burgundy. Burgundy We have burgundy. It's great. Uh, That's an olive. Oh, you know, olive is good because you can still wear it in front of a green screen. Um, That's great. I have to really consider my colors because I work in front of a green screen every day. And I love green. But sometimes I'm like, oh, did I just chroma key myself? Like I have a tattoo that chroma keys. So if I hold my arm up in the green of my tattoo, you can like see through my arm. It's very creepy. Anyway, that all looks great. Uh, Let's move ahead to... I work in front of...
1: Oh, sorry. I was going to say I work in front of my lovely homeschool area.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Which is good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Get them out of the uh, government brainwashing factories. Let's go to (laughs) the green energy uh, portion of the show. Uh, we've got a video from, once again, Pierre Polyev, responding to another CBC reporter. Uh, CBC had a rough day <laughs> yesterday. <Yeah>. <laughs> <I> <laughs> oh, could happen to a nicer network. Um, so um, he's uh, he's telling them that in addition to scrapping the carbon tax, he'll green light green projects. And he fires a shot at Deputy PM Krista Freeland, who suggested Canadians need to re- ride more bikes to reduce energy costs I uh i am a 45 minute round trip for a jug of milk and that is not even to town Ooh. that's to the local convenience store up on the highway so i'm wow. not sure how a bike would, my, like my milk would be sour by the time i got home they're <laughs> gonna a 15 bike. minute city you soon <laughs> yeah good luck you can't keep me <laughs> you can't fence yeah. me anyways let's uh let's show this clip.
5: She doesn't work for CBC, but I do. Uh, Kerry Campbell, uh, thank you for taking my question. Um, Prince Edward Islanders are still cleaning up from post-tropical storm Fiona, and now they've been told to prepare for um, another very active hurricane season uh, this year. So if you axe the carbon tax, will you have another plan to try to reduce Canada's emissions? And if so, what is that plan?
3: The plan is to, instead of bringing up the cost of traditional energy that we need, Let's bring down the cost of low-carbon alternatives that are promising for the future. Let's green light green projects like tidal wave power that uh, was proposed for Nova Scotia that would have brought clean, renewable power from the oceans onto the grid in Atlantic Canada. Let's speed up safe approval of nuclear power so that we can bring clean, green, emissions-free nuclear energy onto our grid. Let's incentivize and sign off on carbon capture and storage so that our energy sector can put the carbon right back in the ground where it came from. In other words, let's green light green projects rather than trying to raise the cost of traditional energies that are still required. Look at these roads here. These people need to drive vehicles. If you're coming into uh, Charlottetown from Cavendish, you can't do it by transit. You can't do it by uh, a bicycle. You know, Christia Freeland came to PEI recently and said that, that everyone should just ride a bicycle if they're worried about a 86 a litre gas prices. That's not realistic, and it does nothing for our environment. What we need is to lower the cost of carbon-free alternatives rather than raising the cost of the energy that Canadians still require. Thank you.
0: That uh, no? whole question from the CBC reporter was prefaced on the idea that a carbon tax would have stopped Hurricane Fiona. We had a carbon yeah. tax. <laughs> like, we like, literally had a carbon ca- tax. We had a carbon tax when Hurricane Fiona hit the East Coast. So, uh, what do we, what, what would repealing a carbon tax do? do? Is that like a force field around the country? If we keep raising, we just have to raise the carbon tax. Until the hurricanes are like, oh, that's enough. We'll go somewhere else now. (laughs) They they mean business. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think that's what the question is based on. I'm not sure, but it's really ridiculous to ask people to bike to work or a hurricane is going to get you. Like, that's basically what CBC is saying here. And thank goodness, uh, Pierre Polyev said, yeah, no. Like, sure. Uh, if green energy works and it's affordable and we don't have to subsidize it perfect fine whatever exactly. um, but why are we also simultaneously disincentivizing people from using the cheap reliable energy that we are so wealthy with right now
1: and I really hope this is off topic a little bit but I'm, I'll bring it back I hope his wife gives him back his glass
0: <laughs> oh, I can't <laughs> so stand the millhouse look Yeah, but it
1: just needs to match his IQ. I love that they come with him with these, you know, horrible questions. But he doesn't just answer it in one way. He answers it gives like four different examples so easily, you can tell it's not scripted, you can tell that he knows his stuff. And this is what I appreciate about it versus, you know, someone like Trudeau who dances around the question, starts thanking his mom for no reason. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like he actually has thought these things through and gives a common sense answer to it that they can try to call uh, alt-right or something like that. But I think even the average person who is watching this is going, you know what, that kind of makes sense. And I feel sorry for those who listen to this, still don't get it, and then go, I need to ride a bike now because Krista Phelan said I could. While she's, you know, getting driven around in her SUVs and, you know, jetting off to the WEF.
0: Like you could hardly hear the question from the CBC reporter over the traffic in the background. (laughs) That that didn't like register with anybody that we still need cars. Like it didn't didn't clue in. It's like we're standing in front of a gas station and the cars, like the traffic is like very busy. Um, Yeah. People tax still grab. need vehicles to get around. Yeah, it's ultimately just a tax grab. And good for uh, Pierre Paulia for calling that out about making life more expensive for normal people who just need to drive back and forth to work. Uh, let's go. He mentioned Freeland there. Freeland, uh, Freeland was in my neck of the woods. Unfortunately, <laughs> this week. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I think. Yeah, I think she's at a tourmaline site, and I've got things to say about that. So uh, let's go to this video of Krista Freeland. Claims the race to build the global clean economy is the most significant economic transformation since the Industrial Revolution. Sounds like a great reset, but I'm reliably informed that that is a conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. Let's roll it. Our economic plan is fiscally responsible and it's working. And that's really important as we deliver major investments to build Canada's clean economy and create great middle-class careers for people here in the peace country, across Alberta, and from coast to coast to coast. The race to build the global clean economy is the most significant economic transformation since the Industrial Revolution, and it is an incredible opportunity for people here in Alberta. That's why our $120 billion clean economy plan was built with Alberta at its heart. Yeah, I bet it was built with Alberta at its heart. She wants to phase us out. Like the whole point of yeah. the green the green reset is to get rid of Alberta's power within Confederation. We're getting yeah. a little too uppity. And so we have to get That's smacked down, down into our place. I'll let you, uh, I was just making some notes about what I saw there. Um, no, but I'm you just, go ahead first.
1: I'm just saying she's speaking like a, a true... Uh, Trustee member of the WEF, there, which she is, which is concerning enough. You know, she's just parroting it, parroting out. Uh, the agenda that we're seeing being pushed by these foreign bodies that have a lot to say about our country. And you're right, she is targeting Alberta with these fluffy words. But a big contrast, again, between how you see Pierre Polyev uh, respond to something. She's constantly checking her script back and forth, uh, barely makes eye contact. It's like she's not even in believing what's coming out of her mouth, if you ask me when you look at it. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just nonsense.
0: Uh so that's not a great look for Tourmaline, by the way. Tourmaline that's the oil and gas company where she is and those uh mm-hmm. few people who work for lined Tourmaline up. lined <laughs> up like a hostage video, like it's a proof of life <laughs> hostage video. <laughs> Touring around, totally. see that's where I work. That's where I go to work. That's where I work to bring you the oil to put in your SUV. And we're gonna walk over here, and I'm gonna show you the people that your green energy policies are gonna unemploy. Um, they're yeah. gonna go home to their <laughs> crying wives and children after they get their layoff notices. Thanks to everything that you're doing. Let's go over here and meet the other guys you're gonna lay off. And this is this is the stuff that we're gonna shut down. Like not a great look for Tourmaline as they stand yeah. there lined up in a proof of life look. hostage video. Um, while this little gargoyle says that she's going to uh, put everybody out of work. She's basically saying we have to transition to green. All of this here, this amazing work that you guys are doing here at Tourmaline uh, with your, uh, what is it? Uh, This is the Triassic Oil Project, if I am right about that, and I think I am. Um, This modern marvel of engineering and energy efficiency, uh, we're just going to, shut it all down. We're going to do the green thing. She's she's standing there saying, I'm going to unemploy all of you with our green energy policies. Like you can, she can fancy it up with her like kindergarten teachers talk that thing that she does and shake her little head uh, like a bobblehead all day long. But ultimately she's saying the green transition means we're going to transition you people from six figure jobs today to the unemployment line. And uh, she says it right to their faces. Tourmaline, not a great look. Um, Going for the heart of Alberta I, with a dagger and a smile on her face. Literally. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I think that's it. That's all I have to say about that tourmaline. Bad choice. Um, I, I get it when the deputy prime minister wants to come to your site that uh, the big wigs, uh, the fancy belt buckle guys in uh, Calgary, they might say that you got to do this. But um, I hope that those people there were from head office. In Calgary, yeah, they and, and they were not, and they were not the poor workers at the tourmaline facility, um, because uh, that is uh, just undignified. If it is what you did to them, yeah, that's all I have to say. Well, at least you guys have some good leadership, better than uh, Kenny.
1: At, as all this is going down, can you imagine?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm. I don't know if our uh, premier actually met with Freeland while she was here. <laughs> I think it might have She'd been very, another- very briefly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which she had done those... another handshake
1: that,
0: uh, that. A wet noodle handshake where she didn't want to hold his hand. So it was like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. No, I don't blame her. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think we need to hit an ad break. Then we'll quickly breeze through some China stuff and then we'll talk about Maui. Yeah. We're
2: facing an imminent threat. A planned blackout of all news content in Canada is coming to Facebook and Instagram, threatening to silence rebel news and those who depend on us for the other side of the story. The cause? Well, Justin Trudeau's new censorship law, Bill C-18, which demands social media companies pay news outlets for the news stories their users share on the platform. It's a shakedown and a desperate attempt to keep the mainstream media afloat. It seems the billions in taxpayer subsidies just aren't enough to keep the country's propagandists in business. But Meta, Facebook's parent company, has chosen to block Canadian news content rather than comply, Rebel News included. Many have already lost their ability to access our Facebook and Instagram pages. The blackout will soon affect every user in Canada. But fear not, we have had a plan to protect your access to our news content. We've partnered with Private Internet Access, PIA, a VPN provider dedicated to safeguarding digital privacy. For just $2 a month, you can maintain your access to our content across all your devices. And unlike other VPN providers, PIA does not store any user data as it's automatically deleted from their servers to avoid leaks and government subpoenas for information. Their servers are located in all 50 states, not the ones in communist China. You can visit piavpn.com slash rebelnews and enjoy an exclusive 83% discount and four months free. Use it to bypass regional restrictions and stream your favorite shows from anywhere in the world. And stick it to Trudeau's new censorship law. Safeguard freedom of speech and join us to combat Trudeau's censorship today at piavpn.com slash rebelnews.
0: I'm can just I just add
1: that free. that's way cheaper than what I paid previously for a VPN. Like right? I paid so much money. <laughs> so 83% discount, like it really does uh, with everything. If you get the exclusive offer, work out to $2 like a month. Yeah. So do check that out. And uh, we've got to stay informed. That's the most what important thing. What kind
0: of eight-year-old headshot <laughs> is that, guys? I know I this that. graphic? Look at, at David so... Menzies. Yeah. And Ezra looks positively cherubic. He looks like a fat baby angel. <laughs> None of us look like that anymore. David You're Menzies- You're on fire more...
1: today, Sheila, with your
0: uh, references. They're <laughs> hilarious. I'm and concerned that baby. we've been sucking the life out of David Menzies slowly but surely. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, okay. uh, but, yeah. uh, let's go on to this uh, quick China stuff, and uh, we'll touch on something that Brian Lilly reported, but I'll tell you why um, he shouldn't get accolades for this story, because, anyway, I'll I'll just get to that. I know these things because I pay attention to this stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, uh, let's go to this video. Once again, Pierre Polyev, very Polyev-heavy show, but he had a fire day yesterday, so You know, when they do good things, we applaud. When they don't, then, uh, you know, we will Kenny him. If he doesn't, we will Kenny him. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just keep doing the right thing and we're your biggest fans. And if you uh, go the wrong way, just ask Jason Kenny how (laughs) (laughs) the alt right media treated him. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to this uh, clip of Pierre Polyev slamming Justin Trudeau for his admiration of the basic Chinese communist dictatorship. That clip never gets old, does it? Let's. uh, let's listen.
3: I think it's it's outrageous that Justin Trudeau has done absolutely nothing to stand up for Canada against Beijing. Beijing interfered in two subsequent elections to help Trudeau win. Uh, They have police stations on Canadian soil targeting Canadian citizens. Uh, I just think it's incredible that he's done absolutely nothing to stop it. We're demanding an immediate public inquiry and a full registry to identify and expose anyone who works for a foreign dictatorship in a paid capacity to to manipulate our politics. Uh, This is common sense, and I think it's just incredible. We have a prime minister who says he admires the basic Chinese communist dictatorship, who's allowing foreign police stations on our soil to intimidate our citizens. You want to talk about extremism? That's extreme. It's extreme to have a prime minister who would allow a foreign dictatorship to run police stations in our country to single out and target Canadian citizens with intimidation. That's not something that I will allow. We will bring home control of our democracy.
6: I don't know what I can add to that.
0: I don't know what I can add to that. And these Chinese police stations, by the way, I had had no idea how easy they were to just get to. Um, We had, again, some, I go back to the Democracy Fund Student Journalism Conference, some kids did like, cause we give them an assignment, like do, do a civil liberties journalism story uh, yeah. with a written piece and a video and, um, comment and different elements and stuff like that. These kids went to the Chinese police station and one of the kids, them. and they're not kids. They're like young adults, but I mean, I'm in my forties and they're younger than yeah, my they're kids. Too. They're, they're younger than my kid. <laughs> so so yeah. they are kids to me. And, uh, one of the one of the groups went to one of these Chinese police stations, and one of the girls, the young ladies, uh, is a Chinese speaker. So she like read the signage on the door into the video, and wow. I felt like I was on like I had a very special secret tour guide to one of these Chinese police stations. and you can just go to them. like you're not even trying to hide them. It looks like an embassy office, quite frankly, like a consular office. Wow uh, very official. yeah, it's pretty, pretty freaky. That's interesting.
1: I remember when the story first broke, I did try to find the ones in Vancouver, and I couldn't, and most of the ones around here, um, most all the news articles couldn't too, but I'll take another look now, because it would be at the very least we can expose where these are, I think, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, there's a fly in here. It's a fly season. Oh, yeah. and- it's a Mike, Mike Pence. Mike Pence, spy. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to land on my face and like crawl across my face (laughs) as I'm talking, but they're on my lights and they're getting, one is on my light, one is on my computer screen. It's very annoying. Um, Now uh, let's go to this Brian Lilly story. And this Brian Lilly story, seems like an exclusive. Um, It seems like a good one. So I'm interested to see what you have to say about it. So uh, this is true. Stephen Mm Gilbo the environment minister is uh he serves as an advisor to beijing and it's because he sits on something called the china council um it's the uh, uh the china council for international cooperation on environment and development and basically it's just this like council of the two countries and they advise us on climate change issues, and we advise them on climate change issues, which seems crazy. Um, yeah. And it's—he's working literally. This China Council is part of the Chinese government. We have an environment minister who yeah. is working for the Chinese government. Um, it's so concerning.
1: Okay, like I said,
0: but yeah. go ahead. No, no, go on, go on. Okay, get it out. <laughs> But here's the thing. I know this file very well because, as you know, uh, Catherine McKenna was my muse for a very long time. Uh, She inspired a lot of jokes from me and a lot of nicknames. And I thought that she was absolutely uh, just a mental uh, lightweight. I was going to use a different term. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I I just thought she truly, truly doesn't understand how the other half lives. And she was just a big, fat hypocrite, too. And so I love calling out the environmentalist policies cuz they're just they never lived the way they want you to live but no matter how many times she would photograph herself snowshoeing snow and i was like sister shovel your sidewalks aren't you getting a ticket for that like, like i was like this this is a municipal bylaw infraction you showing me your, yourself snowshoeing to work shovel your sidewalk lady anyway the thing is this china council rebel news broke this story back in 2018 so Five years ago already, uh, Catherine McKenna was co chairing the mm. agency set up by the Chinese Communist Party of Canada to promote ah. China's interests, not ours. Um, okay. And w- even worse, it's not just bad enough that we have ministers of the crown working for the Chinese state in a CCP set up organization. But Canadian taxpayers are paying $1.6 million a year Oof. to China. Oh, no. For the privilege of sitting on this council to help them meet their five-year plans.
1: Oh, my gosh. We and broke doing this a horrible story. job. They're doing a hor- horrible job because China is the worst, you know, the biggest CO2 emission. This is, like, coupled with everything that Pierre Polyev just pointed out. And then this. How is this happening? From the election interference from the police stations to this and we're paying we're paying to be on it i did not know that part so you're right you did bring it home and uh, i don't think uh lily put that in the article here but i just want to also point out what gabal says he already sets up in his comment that he makes in this um that's quoted here he sets up already like a shade over whoever might. Point out and critique him on this. He says, maybe some political opponents will try and attack me for traveling to China amid tensions between the two countries. So that's what he told National Observer. And he says, I am clearly a lightning rod for some of them. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. but I think Canadians in general will understand how important it is. We can't solve climate change. You can't solve the international biodiversity issue without working with countries like China. Okay, good luck. Let's let's see how good you do.
0: We can't solve it by working with China because according to the United Nations, China, so the world's second largest economy, sometimes it's the first, depending on how you measure it, um, with uh this incredible amount of fossil fuel-driven industry, you know how they get away with not having to meet their climate targets? Because according to the United Nations and the people behind these uh, massive green wealth transfers, they are classified as a developing nation. And so developing nations get a pass, Mm, and developed nations like us we don't. Uh, so while we have this nation that absolutely uh, dwarfs our economy in size and scope, we have to give them money and give them even more opportunity to develop their economies until, I guess, yeah, until such wow. time as they completely, completely take over the world, um, they are yeah. going to be completely unabated. And we, in the developed world, we are supposed to kneecap our economies to meet climate targets that the massive country of China with its immense population, they will never have to comply with.
1: Oh my gosh. I didn't know that, but yeah, that would make sense on why they're using it that way. Uh, everything. It's like, is everything a lie? Like was my yes. whole life a lie? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Wait, remember the days, like, i I don't know how long ago it was for you, but it wasn't that many years ago for me where of course I didn't, you know, I didn't, blindly trust the government or the news. But, you know, I thought most, most of the time it's the truth you're hearing. And now it just really seems like the
0: complete opposite. <sighs> yeah, I think as an Albertan, I'm a natural skeptic of the federal government, generally, like you're you're percolated in that yeah. soup as a young person, right? Like I, I, I say in our movie, Ungovernable, one of my earliest memories as like a four-year-old, three-year-old, is my parents sitting at the kitchen table being absolutely just head and hands stressed about money. Because Mm. uh, old man Trudeau's uh, policies about uh, the National Energy Program were putting my dad out of work. And it was driving up interest rates. My family, even though we have the family farm, so that was fine. But farm equipment is very expensive. And my Parents had just bought new farm equipment because things were going great. And then Mm. interest rates just went right up. There was no work for my dad. And it was, it was just an absolute nightmare that one of my very first memories and my parents like wondering what are we going to do? And it was through no fault of their own things were going good. They were, you know, there was money to buy farm equipment and then there all of a sudden there wasn't because the job that my dad had and had always had, uh, it, it was just gone. It was just gone because uh, they were treating Alberta like a colony of the rest of the country. And so, yeah. as an Albertan, I guess that's a long way around. As as an Albertan, you never trust the feds, and, and yeah. like, and you and you don't trust the mainstream media because you're like, no, actually, we, the Trudeau families, they're doing a terrible job, and we don't like yeah. them here. But then you're watching the CBC, and they won't shut up about how great they are. And that is like, yeah. from the time that you can consume the news, that's what you figure out, or at least that that was like for me and like my little bubble of people I keep around me well I was
1: born in Alberta but then I must have got tainted moving over to BC lower mainland
0: lower lower mainland (laughs) okay we should hit a quick ad ad break and then let's go to the truth about Maui because we have two journalists on the ground um in Maui uh in and around the the uh, location of the wildfire there and it, however, it has been very difficult for Alexa Lavoie and uh, Lincoln Jay to get any footage out to us because the absolute destruction of the local infrastructure there where the fires have happened. So let's hit an ad oh, break and okay. we'll go to that.
3: How in the world could such a small group of people with limited resources change world history? But in fact that's happening and it's the power of the truth. The truth is like kryptonite. Healthcare isn't in some sense working very well. Foster Colson is thinking about this. He's got a new
4: company, an online healthcare platform called the
3: Wellness Company. Telehealth company called the Wellness Company. The Wellness Company. The most popular product is the detoxification supplement that features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID-19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage and it's occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? Natural substances combating this
5: man-made disaster.
0: You know, our wellness company delivery came yesterday and uh quickly Ooh. disappeared. It, I think it went yeah. directly into my husband's work bag. <laughs>
1: I don't think oh I'm ever going to see it again. The elderberry vitamins, like I have to yeah. hide those from the kids because like they'll just like pop those things like crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, no. Uh, and I think my daughter has become an evangelist for the uh, spike support mm-hmm. uh, because so many young athletes, and she's a young athlete, yeah. uh, T- took the vaccine just so they could play, and now that their parents yeah. are like, "Are, are, are we going to have a a die suddenly on our hands?" So, and so, oh. um, you know, it's a it's a scary thing for a lot of parents who, yeah. you know, made this decision because they wanted their child to pursue the sport that they love, and mm-hmm. and you know they were forced into it by the likes of Jason Kenney, not the alt media, Um yeah. and so now they they've got regret, and they they need something that can help alleviate some of what they feel are the possible physical complications related to that decision. So yeah, and never again, let's not forget what we let happen. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's go on to, cause we've got some chats we should get to, but it's yeah. the truth about Maui.com. Mm-hmm. We have sent Alexa, levoine Lincoln J to Maui. Um, they're going to the town of Lahaina. Uh, and that's where the wildfires happened. And uh, it's to investigate whether or not um, the fire itself was a result of climate change, because if you ask the mainstream media, and Joe Biden, that's what they say it is. A wildfire um, is always climate change, even if people are charged with arson. That's what I continue to learn every wildfire season here Uh. in Alberta. But it seems as though this, and I should tell you, Hawaii is like a deep blue state, very Democrat. And Mm -hmm. it seems as though, and we'll get to this in a second, Um, That some administrative decisions were made that uh, may have made this much, much, much worse. But our team is on the ground there. They're doing their best to investigate. However, because the wildfire just ripped through. Uh, this community there's not a lot of infrastructure left and it Mm -hmm. has been very difficult for them to send us video even to send pictures and tweets it's very difficult they're they're looking at their phones and saying like help we have full bars but there's really no access to the internet whatsoever and so uh some of our reporting might be delayed on that but please friends at home know that they are working very hard in some pretty untenable conditions um Mm -hmm. to to get uh, facts from on the ground and you can support their journalism at the yeah and justin it
1: looks like they did we did manage to get a video out so if you go there okay. after this live stream you'll be able to watch that and see what came up but i'm looking at the thumbnail right now it just looks devastating um, it's terrible so definitely definitely worth the watch to see what they're up to and i like that they're also There's so many, you know, theories going around and all of these things that could have started the fire. And so they're going to be graciously looking into some of those things, too. And so who better to do it than Rebel News have their boots on the ground? And also, we're, of course, pointing out some of the charities that are there with their boots on the ground, helping people get back on their feet. I know uh, Red Cross is one of them, and there is another Again, that is all at thetruthaboutmaui.com.
0: Yeah, I think we've included the links to some of the local on-the-ground charities working um, okay. to help people recover from this devastation. That's on the page, thetruthaboutmaui.com. So, um, you know, it's just uh, just an absolute nightmare. Now, we've got a video. And this is one of the reasons we sent journalists there is because, you know, there's nothing that climate change can't do, apparently, according mm-hmm. to the left. But did climate change do this? Not so Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, Head of Maui's emergency management agency has zero regret for not activating the sirens during the deadly wildfire. What on earth? People died. There's like 100 people dead. What What do you mean you have no regret? I'm not sure what this man does, but I know for sure he's a Democrat. Uh, Let's uh, (laughs) roll this.
6: The sirens, as I had mentioned earlier, is used primarily for tsunamis and that's the reason why many of them are found, almost all of them are found on the coastline. The public is trained to seek higher ground in the event that the siren is sounded. In fact, on the website of the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency, the firing guideline is provided. If you are in a low lying area near the coastline, evacuate to high grounds, inland or vertically to the fourth floor and higher of a concrete building. Alerts may also come in the form of a wireless emergency alert. Had we sounded the siren that night, we are afraid that people would have gone Malka. And if that was the case, then they would have gone into the fire. And so that is the reason why our protocol has been to use WEA and EAS. By the way, I should also note that there are no sirens, Malka, or on the mountainside where the fire was spreading down. So even if we sounded the siren, it would not have saved those people on the, on the mountainside, Malka.
0: Well, I don't know. I I get his reasoning. I get his reasoning. I'm not sure that's true. But I think alerting people to an emergency. Yeah, I think alerting people to an emergency probably would have been a good first step.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The first thing is, is that true? He said it's primarily used. So there's some room there. He didn't say it's always used for this purpose. He said primarily. So definitely it's worth looking into uh, the new claims that he's coming out and, you know, he, he seems very cold about it when he's delivering the stuff to like sort of, he's just talking about like why they stopped a sale at save on foods or something. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely looking into it. And, you know, it's also just pointing out that there should be a better system in place um, and maybe worth looking into where you live right now to see what's exactly in place. Oh, sorry, my phone fell I, if a, a fire was to break out.
0: Like I think that. Alberta's, Alberta's system is pretty great. We all get text messages to our phones. Um, right. we can, like it, we know, like we know. And it, it's because we deal with these things All the time, like all the time, every single year. It's not climate change. It's living in the boreal forest (laughs) that does this. But also in southern Alberta, they deal with grass fires all the time. Those sparks can happen like that. It comes off the train tracks or some idiot throws a butt out the window. And you can, I mean, it just, it'll just tear through the prairie and then again, I'm I'm where the grassland just crashes into the boreal forest. So we deal with this stuff all the time. Um, but something very interesting, and I saw this this morning, uh, Michael Schellenberger. So he has, I, I mean, he's just, he's great. If you are not following Michael Schellenberger's work, both on Twitter or whatever we're calling it now, X, X. you um, are not calling it that. <laughs> I, I'm but yeah, not. Um, yeah. But also his articles, like he writes for the National Post sometimes or he freelances for them. So anyways, Michael Schellenberger. Many say climate change caused the deadly wild uh, deadly fires in Hawaii, but it didn't. What caused the fires was Hawaiian electrics failure to clear flammable grasses from around electric wires because it's focus and ratepayer money was going to renewables. Oh, I believe this wholeheartedly. Between 2019 and 2022, and he brings receipts. Between 2019 and 2022, it invested less than $245,000. Oh, that's nothing. On wildfire-specific projects on the island. While there was concern for wildfire risk, politically politically the focus was on electricity generation. Looking back with hindsight, the business opportunities were on the generation side and the utility was going... Out for bid with all these big renewable energy projects, he said. But in retrospect, it seems clear we weren't as focused on these fire risks as we should have been. You think? You think? Um, Same, and he points out this isn't the first time this happens in a Democrat run state. Same thing happened in California. Governor Gavin Newsom, Gavin Gruesome, as, (laughs) as I've heard him called before. Push the utilities to spend billions on renewables and cut the budget for forest fire prevention. The result was more forest fires. When they were caught, they blamed climate change, of course, because yeah. uh, that that justifies your ad spend on rene- or your, I guess, and just uh, green ad spend on renewables. It justifies you shifting the money that way. And he said he's cool. been debunking climate and fire disinformation for three years. The media know better, and they continue to lie about it. Why everything mm-hmm. they say about California fires, including that climate change matters most, is wrong. In 2018, a fire ripped through the town of Paradise, California, killing 85 people. It was the deadliest, most destructive wildfire in the state's history. Liabilities from wildfires started by its power lines bankrupted Pacific PG&E, which cut off power to nearly 1 million homes and businesses last month to prevent wind from triggering and fanning fires. Uh, anyways, it just... it It goes on and on. It's just... If you follow that thread on Twitter, and he just goes and just undoes all the lies and basically says, no, these companies should have been dealing with wildfire risk, clearing uh, things in and around the lines. I know, I don't know if it's like in BC, but like every year, I've got the power company out trimming trees near the power lines and and cutting everything back and clearing the ditches to make sure that we don't spark up. Um, Mm -hmm. But they weren't doing that there. They were taking that money dedicated to maintenance and making them build solar panels and stuff like that. And now here we are.
1: Well, definitely sounds like a follow to uh, a good follow to have. I'm not following him yet. So we'll do, but it reminds, I feel like climate change is going to be the new COVID where it's like just this blanket. The excuse the old COVID. You can use. Oh, well, it's the old COVID, <laughs> but I mean, it's going to be to the point where it's like, Oh, that's climate change. You can just sort of excuse away everything of the, any mistake that you do. Oh, there's not enough PPE. Uh, in Canada for the healthcare workers. Oh, that's COVID's fault. No, you threw away millions yeah. of PPE and didn't you know, restock them. So it's the same kind of thing you're seeing here.
0: Yeah, and you know what else? Quit demonizing fossil fuels because you cannot for- fight a forest fire without fossil fuels. You cannot evacuate people without fossil fuels and you cannot rebuild these communities without fossil fuels. Let this be a lesson that comes from this is that the move away from fossil fuels makes people far less safe. hmm
5: yeah.
0: Okay. yeah. okay, let's get into some of these chats because we're way over. Uh, Snowy Roof gives us five bucks. Why isn't Gilbo being charged with treason being a Canadian elected official and working for our enemy CCP? Um, our, according to the Canadian government, is the CCP our enemy? I would suggest not. No. It's, it's
1: our most admired... <laughs>
0: It's our dictatorship
1: uh, in yeah. Canada. So, yeah. yeah. I,
0: um, I think that also answers we, that question. Yeah. I Justin Trudeau doesn't think of them as our enemy uh, strategically, politically, anything like that. Even after they uh, basically unleashed a virus on the world <laughs> and, um, and lied, lied for, about
1: it. Yeah. And let's not forget the two
0: Michaels, what what they did right. to them, too. So. Yeah. And what they do to their own people. I mean, the fact that we even have diplomatic relations with these people seems to be a little bit unjust. Uh, we should mm-hmm. thank Cranky Blue Noser for becoming a monthly supporter. Thanks so much. Thank uh, you. Appreciate that very much. And uh, Utiversity or Judiversity, again, I never know how to say it. Um, gives us five bucks. Gilm Bo might not return from China, Maybe locked up over there. Does he believe they're going to listen to him? Oh, they're going to listen to him. Uh, yeah. Are they going to take what and he laugh. says to heart? No. Yeah. They're just going to be like, (laughs) thanks. Thanks. Bearded Canadian. Goodbye. Thanks for the $1.6 million. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're not going to take them seriously. Um, And uh, I think that's it. We're all caught up. Um, Yeah. I think we, as we were talking there, we showed scenes from Alexa's video um, from uh, Lahaina. I think that was it. As we were talking, we showed that. And Oh, we've got one more chat. Got one more. Vile dong. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's
1: like they made the
0: name. I think they made that name just so you would read it out loud. You know what? (laughs) I just read the names. Some of them send um, like affectionate messages to David Menzies just so that they can hear me struggle to read them. Um, (laughs) Ten bucks. Thanks for providing a vital service now that mainstream media doesn't provide news anymore but sticks to manipulation. And social engineering. Well, thank you very much. You know, I always say that. As long as the mainstream media remains terrible and I'm confident that they will, I have job security forever. So you know, sometimes I don't necessarily cheer for them to write the ship. I cheer for their uh slow demise, which is more of a suicide. Uh anyway, I think that's it. I think we're all caught up. Um right. thanks, Drea. For letting me yeah. talk too much as I tend to do when That's it's not good. David it was fun. on David Menzies show. You had me yeah. laughing just as much as David <laughs> Menzies on this one. So well, thanks. At least my jokes weren't perverty.
1: <laughs> yes, this is true. No HR after the, after the live stream.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure who is HR at our company. It's David who Menzies. He, <laughs> yeah. No. Can you um, yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Thanks to everybody who works behind the scenes in Toronto and across the country to put the show together so that it's available for our people to watch whenever they feel like or listen because this show is also available as an audio podcast. Uh, Thanks to everybody who tuned in. Thanks to everybody who pitched in. Thanks to our new monthly subscriber. Appreciate you. Every little bit helps. Uh, I'm not sure who's hosting the show tomorrow. might be me. Let it be a surprise to everybody, including me. You, me, everybody big surprise we'll all find out tomorrow just before airtime um and as <laughs> david menzies always says stay sane
5: all right guys so alexa Lavois and i just touched down in san francisco we're just on a quick layover and then we're headed to maui now i'm sure some of you are aware that there's been some devastating wildfires that just took place in the city of lahaina and it's completely devastated that city i just want to say that my heart goes out to anybody that is dealing with this tragedy on the ground there whether you've lost your home you've lost loved ones i just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you guys, and my heart goes out to you guys. Now we've been recommended a couple charities to support. If you have any means, please consider donating to Maui Strong Relief. They are helping people on the ground get back on their feet. It's going to be a long road ahead. So Alexa, Lavoie, and I are, are heading down just to talk to locals, give them a voice, and see what really happened, and just let them share their story. So. We're going to be down on the ground stay tuned for our coverage if you want to check out all of our coverage go to our website thetruthaboutmaui.com now like i said please support the people on the ground the people suffering this tragedy at the same time if you'd like to support our journalism and just to help us get by with our travel costs it's not cheap for us to make this journey but we do it for you guys but we still got to cover our cause so that's the truth about maui.com and that charity on the ground is maui strong relief alexa Lavois and i have donated we're supporting the people down there and we're coming to give them a voice so stay tuned guys the truth about maui.com